ready? Born ready. Podcast hosted by me. My name is Kree. Um, brought to you by Just Eldridge Media, which is a black-owned, black-run company. I cannot express that enough. How you have to support black-run companies. So often we think we're doing a good deed by supporting a black-owned company, but what is going on behind closed doors? What? are they putting their money into who are they giving their money to and if they don't look like you um if you're black (laughs) um you probably shouldn't be supporting them just a little tidbit starting off the new year but happy 2022 fucking them up Mm -mm. love it here Mm -mm. okay so i'm gonna be brief um and go over my 2021 I'm going to say one thing that happened each month of the year. So that's 12 things. Um, And this is how I recap my years. So I can just have a general remembrance of my month during that particular year. And I've only, this is my third time doing this in my life. So here we go. Last January, I, mm, what was I doing last January? I don't think there was anything monumental in that. Oh, you know what? Last January, I had set, um, I had set an appointment to test drive a Tesla. That is when I officially put that plan into motion. I was like, you know what, Creed? If you're going to, if this is the kind of car you want, you got to know how to drive it. You got to know how to work it. So I (laughs) I literally went and set up 30 different test drive appointments. I said, every <laughs> two weeks, I'm going to go and drive this car. <laughs> Damn. Yes. And so I went and scheduled it every two weeks, scheduled different appointments to go to Tesla and drive the car that I wanted. Um, February. What was February? Ooh, February. I made some bad decisions that I will not say out loud, but... I made some bad decisions. I'm just going to put it there. <laughs> February wasn't a good month for me. <laughs> um, March. March. What did I do in March? I think I was going through like a bittersweet moment because I had just left the radio station officially. And so that, I think, was when it really kind of hit me because I was trying to do my paperwork I sent over my resignation letter at like the beginning of February, end of January. But I think in March is when it officially hit me. And I had gotten like really kind of sad because I didn't know, you know, what I was going to do next. I was trying to figure out, okay, just what am I about to do? Because I don't know. (laughs) And I didn't have a job and unemployment was like just shitty at that point because it was the unemployment scams like it was just so much going on um 
April, I went to Jamaica. That was one of the best trips of my life. I uh, love Jamaica. Like, I would not mind either having, like, a residence out there, residency out there, like, living or renting it out or Airbnb. I don't know. Either way, I would love to live a piece of my life in Jamaica. Um, just because it's right. That's exactly how I felt every day. We stayed at a <laughs> resort called Tensing Pen and it was right on top of a cliff. Um, and I jumped off of a cliff. I think the cliff was like very, very big. <laughs> it was very, very big. And it was the last day and it had gotten dark and I hadn't jumped off the cliff. And so I was like, I got to jump off the cliff before I leave. We leave tomorrow. And I jumped off the cliff, almost got swept up in like a wave. Like it, it went from good to bad fairly quickly. And there was no lifeguards. Like it was, mm, yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> um, April 2 is also when I officially like called out the radio station. So that was a really big month just because I felt like I had finally started like utilizing the power that I had. I felt like I had been walking in purpose, like going to protests and, and like speaking, but I was not using my power. If that makes sense. I was being purposeful, but not powerful. In my in my mind, now in the outside world, <clears throat> a few people probably thought that I was being powerful, but in my world, me personally, I didn't feel like I was. Um, so, April was a very powerful month for me. May, what was going on in May? I think the the whole that's when the avalanche kind of started. Um, with the radio station I don't think people thought I was going to be as persistent that I was or as I was and so I think people seeing that persistence in me um kind of like yeah I definitely changed from that sweet um little sister girl role and turn into this don't fuck with me because I'm gonna call your ass out and cut you out Oh, um, so I definitely saw the switch and a lot of people, um, January, March, April, May, May, I lost a lot of followers and that kind of bothered me a little bit just cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like, wow, like, what does this mean? But I had to realize like, fuck them folk, you know, those that mind don't matter. Those that matter don't mind. Um, and going into June, I started kind of going it was like a roller coaster, so I kind of started going back down on myself because I felt like I did not have the support that I thought that I would have um, going into that venture. So I initially had so many people like, oh, you're doing such a good job, you're doing such a good job. But then in June, it was people like, okay, girl, you need to stop. Like, you're ruining your life, you're ruining your career. Like, it was very, uh, it was a very discouraging month. Um, to say the least, <laughs> very discouraging. Um, July, I started, what was I doing? Oh, I had finally set my end date of when I was going to leave my call center job. 
So I had gotten a call center job earlier that year. And I was like, look, this is not for me. I cannot do this. I absolutely cannot do this. Um, so in July, I was like, you know what? The This is going to be my last month. Like, I had set that boundary, a hard deadline. <laughs> and um, essentially, a little background, I got the job, one, because I left my job. And two, because I wanted to start in a, like a... I wanted to get passive income and the way to get passive income after I figured out what I wanted to do was through Airbnb. So I wanted to start an Airbnb. Well, I needed the money to do the Airbnb. So that cost in a job was strictly just like for me to save up the money and invest. August was my 21st birthday. So that's always great. Um, that was super, super, super amazing. Um, and I also was able to start an Airbnb. So that was super amazing. Um, September, whoo, I lost the Airbnb. So that was... <laughs> dang, dang, dang. <laughs> That's not funny, but... At the time it was dreadful, but yeah, whatever. September, lost the Airbnb. I will go into detail with that. Yeah, that, maybe not. Um... What comes up to September? October. Hmm. What did I do in October? Hmm. I think October. Isn't that when I started? No. I started podcasting in August. No. Not officially, though. It was officially? Hmm. Okay. Also, August. Yep. That was officially because we were recording a little ways before that. And then August was official. Yes, um, that was right. Rewind back to August. Started the podcast. <laughs> um, born born ready. ready. Love it. Um, October. I can't really remember October, but I did something. I'm always doing something. November Thanksgiving. That was a really good Thanksgiving for me. Um, and December, I guess I would say. Oh wait, November. I got Coco, my car. So I went from test driving, making test drive plans in January to get in the car in November. Um, so that was always great. And then December was just a really just full circle moment for me, uh, just reflecting. Um, so I was very appreciative of that month. And now my goals for this year... I would say is to just have a constant rememory I know that that's not a word but a constant rememory <coughs> of how powerful I am and how to utilize my power to produce my purpose that's it so no matter what I'm doing at all times I want to remember that I am powerful I am strong and where I am in life is exactly where I belong that's it um and for example, I did that today. So I had a meeting with this woman that's over the events. She's like the event coordinator at this place. And I had been waiting for this meeting for like a month. Um, and I meet with her today. And she, long story short, ends up telling me no. They don't want to work with me. Um, or they don't think you would be a good fit. Some nonsense crap. Um, and I'm like, What? Okay, 
But in that moment, I did get a little discouraged. And I was like, you know what? No, Cree, you are powerful. And just because they said no, we're going to choose to hear not yet. So they may have said no, but you heard not yet. And so when I changed that in those five minutes, I literally, it changed my day. Granted, at the time, I was very upset. But I also was like, you know what, Cree? She said no, but we're going to choose to hear not yet. And we're going to keep, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep trying to do what we have to do to get the results that we want. And long and behold, as soon as I had that mindset, I walked through the door. I ended up seeing her boss (laughs) and got her email address. So we will see how we will see how it plays out. And then, you know, that's just her loss. I get to work with the boss. Okay, so speaking of bosses, who is trying to be the boss again is Governor Kemp. Um, he is running against Stacey Abrams. <laughs> so it's him, it's Stacey Abrams, and David Perdue. Mind you, this election is happening this November. So from now all the way until November, you will hear me talking about this election because it is important. Now, let me tell you what the slide down dirty dog Governor Kemp is doing, okay? Mind you, he's the governor currently who stole the election from Stacey Abrams previously, but uh, he's trying to do it again because he just introduced a bill that essentially says you do not need a permit to carry a weapon. To change Georgia law so the gun owners no longer have to have a permit to carry a firearm. The governor made the announcement at a Cobb County gun store this morning. Uh, Fox News' Claire Sims joins us now live outside the state capitol. And Claire, this comes as the governor is challenged by David Perdue, but it's been in the works for a while now. Yo. Yeah, the sponsor of the bill filed it back in March, but the governor publicly threw his support behind it today, telling me the timing is right. I bet it is when you're trying to run for governor again. I believe the United States Constitution grants the citizens of our state the right to carry a firearm without state government approval. Flanked by Republican state lawmakers, Governor <laughs> Brian Kemp announces his support Wednesday of a bill that would no longer require a weapons carry permit in Georgia. I'm sorry. It's, it's the accent for me. Like, is that like what I just thought in my head? Is that what white people say when black people speak? Because (laughs) I was like, why do he sound like that? But wow, that's what they think of us when we open our mouth. (laughs) That bill's been out since March. So it's another thing about paying attention to your politics, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not something new. Right. I'm like, it's crazy what one person jumping on the bandwagon does because that bill is almost a year old and we are really it's just becoming mainstream in january now that governor kemp is adding his support because his ass is running for mayor like and i honestly don't know how i feel about it i feel like okay yeah that's good but i also feel like and y'all have heard me say this before the house always wins So, do not ever think that they're giving you something so you can get something. It's always, we're giving you something so we can take something. Now, I like to believe that this is one of those times, though, because of 
current recent events, mm-hmm. it's going to blow back in their faces. Yeah. Like Kyle no, Rittenhouse I, I absolutely agree. is one of those examples. Like, you know, you just let this boy do what he wanted, but he killing white people. Right. You know what I mean? The other, per- the other guy that shot up the school with the mom's permission. So all this is going to do is it tells me, hey, you know, um, black people, make sure you got your power tools with right. you at all times. You know what I mean? And, and even with that, too. Black people, please do not forget. Please <clears throat> turn me up louder. <laughs> please, please, please do not forget that you cannot work a system that was not meant to work for you. So I know that you hear, oh, um, we're not going to need a permit to carry guns. No, you still need a permit. Getting a permit is still a thing. Please go and get your permit before you just go out here and carry a gun because I promise you, they will make an example out of you. I promise you, every single time an example will be made out of the darker brother who happens to be you. Like going to the airport. This is a $35,000 fine. Don't forget that. So let's uh, still be cognizant of what's going on. Do not let this be a distraction. Were you gonna say something? You like you about to say something? No, no, no. We, you know, Georgia already has kind of loose laws mm-hmm. with guns anyway. So this is just, you know, I I think this is more um, hype than what oh, it yeah. really. I just think we gotta be more prepared. Like just mm-hmm. get just get in position, and you know, and like you said, get your permits together, have your stuff together. But it's not gonna go anywhere, right? You know what I mean? Because I look, I would agree. I was that that ignorant motherfucker that when i heard that i was like okay great like i was kind of happy mind you i don't know why i mean i do have you know my business (laughs) um but in that a part of me was excited because i'm like oh wait that's one less like fine or fee i gotta pay to get a permit but then my mom was like are you dumb you still need to get a permit because you never know what could happen? What could blow back? You just never know. And you go to the airport and this happens. Like you still need to make sure that you are doing or following the protocol that was put in place before this, because this is nothing but a distraction. I was like, wow, you well, just burst my little happy bubble. Damn. <laughs> like, damn, mom. Okay, whatever. Whatever, girl. Mm. Oh, shoot out. Hey, shoot out. This was such a much simpler time. Shoot! Mm. Shoot! Oh! Oh! Hey! 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 Honestly, it's crazy what some crunk juice and like hype will do because he's literally talking about a shootout and everybody's all excited. Hey! Got their finger guns up. Some people got real guns. It's like, what is wrong with us? And everybody be shooting out. <laughs> I'm just like, like, what? Oh my gosh! I know the aliens are looking at us. Like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What is wrong with y'all? Oh my gosh! Speaking about what is wrong with y'all, I heard some extremely disturbing um, news. Shout out to my mom because she really be keeping me up to date. But she says. Oh my gosh, Cree, did you hear about what happened? I'm like, what, mom? She's like, oh, um, there was there was this um this podcast and they had an interview and um this Asian lady was on there and 
then afterwards they were being disrespectful to her and then she um then they started talking about how they don't date dark-skinned women and they don't they're not midnight riders and she starts trying to piece together the story essentially she does not give me the entire story she gives me just her bits and pieces of her own synopsis but to put her story together essentially an artist by the name of Asian Doll. <laughs> oh, Asian Doll is not Asian. Her stage name is Asian Damn. Doll. But my mom said that an Asian woman was on the show. So that's why I was so confused. I, was I mean, you get confused. Asian Doll, <laughs> Black China, no. Tokyo Jet. No. <laughs> Honestly, you do. But I was like, when I saw the video, I was like, my, this was the Asian lady you was talking about. She was like, yeah, they said Asian. I was like, that's just her stage name. Like, she's not an Asian lady. <laughs> Either way, there's an artist by the name of Asian Doll who went on a podcast with some other women. Um, all of them were black. And the hosts of the podcast are being abnormally disrespectful. Honestly, I won't even use the word abnor- abnormally because that the way that they were speaking and how they were speaking about black woman, women, unfortunately, is... You know, it is a part of our society. Um, So they essentially do not like dating black women. They say that we are annoying um, and it's not their preference. They chalked it up to it just being not their preference. But there's a way to go about communicating your preference without being disrespectful. And I think that's where the problem lies with what they said. Sidebar conversation, please. What I've you? told you, this is like, you know, this is like the uh, fifth time I've told you that, right? Yeah. Sixth time. Like, stop. For real, like, stop. Hey, man. Yeah, it's the whole show. Come yeah, she's been doing it the whole show. I'm not mean as So, how are you going to come on somebody's show, not know what will go down and say, oh, you're mean? It don't matter. Okay, we well, can get, uh, get off the show. Uh, chill out, Listen, bro. No, 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 nah, you can go. Yeah, chill. Nah, so she leaves, and the video goes viral. People are coming after them, and they said they hate black women. Why? Because clips surface. So let's just play the clip. So the first clip comes out and it's basically them being asked about a dating app for black women, and they're like, "Yo, listen." What about the black dating app called Black? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's funny. I never used that one, bro. But oh, hey, man. man. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I called mean, the hey, BLK bro, app. You date a I did a commercial for them. Go for it, man. LaQuisha. Uh, yeah, like uh, me and Fresh aren't really down with the brown nah, like that. Man. We ain't night riders. Nah, so, bro, I'm good. Uh, you know, sometimes if they're, you know, red bone, but like in general, me and Fresh uh, don't dabble in the dark, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. And people lost their mind. And then afterwards, after the backlash, Mine's like, listen, what's wrong with having a preference? When it comes to dating and your personal preferences, it's no one bats an eye. When women say I want a man that's six feet tall, makes a certain amount of money, blah, blah, blah. Those are considered preferences. But if I say, hey, man, I don't date black girls like that. Oh, God, you hate black women. How dare you? You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. My mom's black. Your mom's black. How dare yeah. you? My sister's black. Like, bro, we just have a preference. It's not the same thing. That is absolutely not the same thing. Like, in no way, shape, or form. Like, <laughs> and I'm only laughing not because it's funny, I'm laughing just to keep from being upset. Just keeping it real, I don't really date black girls. <laughs> it's not because, like, no, no. Like, like most black girls are, like, Snickers. annoying, how to put this, uh, ratchet, and they don't know how to, like, be Carry reserved. 
You're like the complete opposite. You are so not the stereotype. You are not, not the. That is not a compliment. All right. It's oh. like a yeah, I already told y'all they some cornball dudes. I anyways. have no words. I have no. I mean, because even when he no said, words. "I don't date black women and eat," maybe even if they're red bone. So that further tells me, one, you know, you're you're in that stereotype of like you know lighter versus dark, but two, you really don't fuck with black chicks. Like, you're not fucking with dark skin, light skin. You you don't want anybody who's black. But then they try to throw the well, you know, I have a black mom. You have a black mom. Like that's not the same. That's absolutely that's not, not the, same. the same. And he clearly has more than a, a black mom. You know, what clearly, I'm like it's clearly more than a black mom. And the other guy, you know, I already be feeling some type of way about like um, non-foundational black men mm-hmm. talking about our women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no, no, nothing specifically, but you know, Nigerians or Haitians, right. and they'll come over here and try to talk about black women. And it's like, hold on, bro. Like, you're not, I'm not going to let right. you just disrespect our women and then run to the other side. You know, with, like that's... With all of your negative connotations, too. Like, it's one thing to go to this side and keep what you learned about the other side to yourself. And just move accordingly. But you are going to the other side talking shit. Don't do that. Like, why would you? Don't. Why? There's yeah. no need for I, you to do that. And I feel that. like that's always the kicker. Like, nobody. I think even when women say that about, like, tall men, short men. Like, as long as a woman has their preference and they're not downing the other side. Because. Nobody really cares. At the end of the day. I And this is something that I really wish people would understand. You cannot blame the choices that you made you be so because you made a choice and you suffered a consequence and it affected you in a negative way or however it affected you now you're holding on to that and you are subjecting an entire population an entire group of people to what happened to you as a result of the choice that you made you chose I, I'm not, I am not negating that they said, okay, black women are ratchet. Okay, so are white women. That is a characteristic that, unfortunately, is a thing. And it works for some women and it works for some men. And it doesn't work for whoever the hell it doesn't work for. But in that, you chose the ratchet woman. You chose the annoying woman. These are choices that you that you made. Because at the end of the day, all black women are not like that. But I do know all women are annoying. I do know that. They have their periods of time where some are more annoying than the other. Yep. Or they feel that they're missing something. So their annoyingness increases. But those are also choices that you made. And because of your choice and the consequences that came with it, now you want everybody to feel bad for you. Now you want to go sound the alarm. Now you want to go do this, 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 this. And, and now you want to put down... A, a group, a body of women who are historically put down. Like, you don't have to do, you genuinely could have left that out. That is your opinion. So let's let's figure out what we're talking about here. Because you said we're talking about preference, but all I heard was opinions. Yeah, I mean, and yes, he has a preference. They clearly have a preference. Right. Have you ever seen any of their shows? It's a bunch of white, light, bright, ambiguous type. Mm-hmm. The, the quote-unquote... Um, their type of women that they're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. 
I just feel like, you know, it's one of those, I think it's one of those things too where like, you know, if, if you know anything statistically, and, and, and I, I hear a lot of shows and stuff, but statistically like the richer guys are, the darker they want their women to be, like the extremely rich guys, they date black women. Um, because having a black woman is a trophy. It is a prize. It's not an easy thing. And these type of guys, I mean, I think that it's one of those, I'm going to get in front of it before they do, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't talk to black women. Uh, I don't think black women even fuck with you. Thank you. You like, know what I'm saying? Like, Excuse me. Well, you don't talk to us, sir. I think it's the other way around. We don't talk to you. <laughs> it's, you know, and, and it's a different level of like being rude and being stern and all. Because I, because I, I, I can come off like that sometimes. A lot of people always say Keith is a little grumpy sometimes. He could be an asshole. I, I never be, got that. Yeah, but you, and you probably don't, or maybe because I'm, I'm direct with it. I you think because don't. I can appreciate it. And, and so this, you yeah. have different people that can appreciate certain shit, so they don't take offense to it. So I'm like. like I mean, yeah. I don't. I've never seen that, and but I feel like I've been around what, you a lot. <laughs> but, that, but that's what that guy does. Like yeah. he, it's like he purposely tries to be Antagonize, extra. Yeah. Antag- hey, y'all, stop talking over there. Shut up. Oh, you don't like it? You can get the fuck out. It's like it's a it's a it's a gimmick. He, he's now. being irrational. Yeah. Because it is proven that people respond to irrationality. They don't respond to you when you being polite, when you being nice. I kid you not. I saw it from my own eyes. People were not paying me any attention. They were paying me a little attention when I was just doing questions with Cree on the radio, being this nice, humble, holistic. When I started giving people my ass to kiss and start calling people out and telling them to shut the fuck up and you're not doing your job and you're a liar, when I started doing that shit, people was like, oh my gosh, what? We didn't know she had it in her. <laughs> and... And by no means am I comparing the two because I was doing that because I was fed up. He was doing that just to be a dick, like just to be an asshole. And it is clear. You can you can honestly hear the dialect, the tone in his voice. He is speaking in a condescending manner. And honestly, I don't know how they didn't jump across that table. It was like seven girls on there. They should have just all jumped on him and beat him up. Well, see, then that that's a deeper, darker criminal link because yeah, when right, right. there there were no uh, <laughs> there was only two melanated women and the other women were just you know they the womanhood that sisterhood isn't the sisterhood that's yeah, always no, portrayed right. you know you're right and that's why you know black women have to be protected by black men and. Right. That's a clear instance because I would have even preferred if you knew the other co-hosts would have checked his own co-host in that. Like, hey, bro, that's not how right. you do that. But and they still would have gotten the views just by the co-host standing up because now you have two people realizing that it's okay to disagree. But in us disagreeing, we can still be respectful, especially because we have those same very women sitting behind us. Like, but, but like, ultimately, though, I'm not even going to lie. I don't like those dudes, can't stand them, really can't stand anybody who believes that they should be exalted and popular. I mean, they have hella views and followers and subscribers, but their base is a base of, like, to me, lames, flat-out lames. What's the what's the word? What what did they say? It's not narcolepsy. Why? What? Narcissistic? Nar- yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they have a narcissistic base. And that's narcissistic incels mm-hmm. who are like the f- 
to me, anytime you hear that alpha male talk, beta male talk, it sounds yeah. fake as hell to me. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a time where you knew what a real nigga was, point blank, period. And, and you did not have to say anything. My granddaddy never had to tell nobody he was like, I'm an like, alpha male. My daddy never had. You don't have to say anything. Rich people don't go around saying, hey, I'm rich, hey, I'm rich, hey, I'm rich, hey, I'm rich. You, you, like, you just don't. Like, what's that Jay-Z lyric when he was like, y'all talking to money, we don't call that money over here or something like that? Or a phone. We ain't talking on the money phone. We don't call that real money. Right. I'm just like, when he said that, I said, oh, he just took a shot at the entire world. Because every time I turn around, I see people posing in, in pictures with money. And it's like, when you know who you are, when you know um, your su- level of substance and your power and your purpose, you genuinely just don't do stuff like that. And the last thing I'll say is I try to tell people, keep numbers in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. YouTube will have you thinking that anybody with over 100,000 subscribers is really, like, leading masses. Yeah. But I live in Atlanta, and I see that sign all the time. They have half a million subscribers. It's more people in just one city of Atlanta than actually listen to them. Right. So nobody, like, think about the whole country. Think about the whole world. It's like a drop. It's not a real... Like, yeah, it, it can make waves on algorithms or what have you, but it's not like the overall consensus. Right. So that's what also keeps me like, you know, this, this is a small group of guys who just promote this stuff because they're lame. Because, right, Period. I'm like, they don't have anything else to do. And being that they don't have anything else to do, I really want to encourage you to not let that taint, one, how you feel about yourself, two, how you feel about black women, as a whole um because studies show that black women ultimately have to do some of the things that we do because of the way that society views us so while you maybe this person that sees it as being ratchet or see it as being angry or see it as being um annoying or too to don't know how to be submissive and don't know how to like just stay in your place it's because we have always bared the burden of black men we've always bared the burden of white men we've always bared the burden of white women we've always bared the burden of children we've always bared the burden of raising families of keeping the home together that has been us our entire life and so now at this point, it's so deeply ingrained in our subconscious, we just do it. We just do it. And we have to unlearn. And the hardest thing in life is unlearning some shit. Like, it's so, it may seem like it's hard to learn 2 plus 2 equals 4, but it's really easy. But to unlearn that 2 plus 2 no longer equals 4, to unlearn that you do not have to be taken advantage of, you do not have to undermine yourself you do not have to be overly submissive and then forget who you are and what you want out of life you do not have to succumb to the societal pressures that are literally forced upon you you do not have to get your body done you do not have to go through the the bleaching process like you don't those things you don't have to do but because society continues to pump that into us and then you have bullshit like this that goes viral and it's instantly played, it's not helping us that it's on all the blogs either. It's on every single blog. So now that's 
magnifying their platform right there. And it's like, no, people like that should not be rewarded with more attention. They just shouldn't. And that honestly was my, what takes me to my next point. Um, so if you don't know, I'm telling you now, last year I, you know, called out the mayor uh, more times than a little bit. Um, <laughs> and we just recently had an inauguration. Shout out to Just Elders Media for covering that. <laughs> um, and before I get into the new mayor, um, it really just kind of grinded my gears because the past mayor got up there and kind of gave like a sob story and gave all the reasons why she couldn't be effective in her position. And it's like... <sighs> Once again, as I've said before, you do not get a cookie for doing what you're supposed to do. You, you made the choice of becoming mayor. And because the consequences that came with that did not suit the perfect plate you put into place. Now you want to explain why you weren't able to do your job effectively. Now you want to explain and, and, cast this cloud of sympathy and empathy over us and it's like no and and in my opinion you know you know without a shadow of a doubt that she is fully aware of her inability to be mayor because she ended on saying at least I left the city intact You're supposed to leave the city intact. Like <laughs> most people say, I left the city better than ever. I left the city better than before, better than it was. You left the city intact. Okay, well, explain to me what tact, okay? Because the homeless population is up. Crime is up, upper than up, okay? The displacement level is extremely up. COVID is up. The financial deficit is up. What 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 exactly did you do besides make appearances? Like the appearance you're making right now. So <laughs> it's just like I want people to get out of the habit of one, giving people attention, more attention than they deserve. Like those podcast guys. You do not reward bad with behavior with more attention because when you do that, they think psychologically they make up in their crazy ass mind that, oh, OK, what I'm doing is good. And if I keep doing this, this will make me money. If I keep doing this, more people will pay attention to me. If I continue to act irrationally, I will continue to be rewarded. And it's the same goes for the people put in power, the people in high places, the people that have political power or political in policy, whatever you want to call it. It's like, okay, you do not reward someone that is only leaving the city intact <laughs> with more stages to get on and remind you that she's not doing her job. Like, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. But 
that's all behind us now. Hopefully, we have a new mayor. Congratulations to Andre Dickens. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Congratulations to you. Um, I just hope for the best. That speech he gave was great. Um, a little long, but it was great nonetheless. <laughs> it was great nonetheless. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does. I feel like his background definitely affords him an opportunity to not come from the quote unquote Atlanta elite. And he comes from literally the typical Atlantan boy. And I feel like that will allow him to be in certain rooms and still connect with the people versus connecting with the power. Um, And I'm very excited for that. So thank you, Andre. Thank you. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a quote to help you stay afloat. Um, And I said it earlier, but being that this resonated with me, I want to leave you with it. So you will know that you are powerful and living in purpose when every no becomes a not yet. So you will know that you are powerful and living in purpose when every no becomes a not yet. And that is me speaking from personal experience, okay? Like I said earlier today, my mind was in a tizzy. But when I reminded myself that I'm powerful, and that I am strong and that where I am in life is exactly where I belong, that no that I received simply turned into a not yet. So please take that with you. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being a cool and conscious supporter. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, liking, sharing. And like I always say, if you got an auntie, brother, daddy, sister, cousin, put them on game okay stop being lame (laughs) it's a cool and conscious podcast thank you so much bye